Welcome to Women in PBE. This is PBE from our perspective, and you're with Madison and Emily. Hi. We have we have quite a bit to discuss today, but first we're going to start this podcast on a little bit of a more serious note. Um, I just wanted to take a minute and address a few things that were talked about last podcast. Um, this podcast shares PBE from Emily and I's perspective, but it also serves to elevate women in the league and showcase their talent and uniqueness that they all bring to the league. Um, with this, we hope to encourage a positive narrative surrounding women in the league and that we can continue to evolve the perceptions that people have of women in the league. Uh, last episode, Dren mentioned that she was originally viewed as only Emmy's accessory and not her own player, and it was also called crazy and irrational. This is the type of behavior that we hope to bring to light and make change of. Um, as we heard last time, Jen truly is her own player and personally makes a huge impact on the league. And just a note to Dren and any other women out there who have received this type of treatment being a woman, um, it reminds me of a Nike commercial. It's called Dream Crazier, and I truly recommend that you all watch it. It's only about 30 seconds. But ultimately, the message of the video is that women are powerful and capable of amazing things and are continuing to break down barriers. And if someone calls you crazy, don't let it tear you down, but encourage you to keep working and show them what crazy can do. Yeah, she also mentioned um, the derogatory term behind ladies. And I think it was in relation to a, um, a bet or something, but still, um, but also being told to stop talking. Um, at first, because I went back and re-listened to what my initial reaction was, and I first scoffed and I was just like, I'm not laughing. Um, but I did say that, well, no one can stop me from talking so much so that we made this podcast. Um, and yeah, we are making this podcast. We are giving a voice to women in the league, even though the women in this league are pretty strong to begin with. Um, but also try to, you know, try to get us to stop talking. Um, but in saying that also, um, you're choosing to listen to this podcast. So that's kind of on YouTube. Um, <laughs> Also in that comment, I was in that section with the interview, I said it's at least it's not all women in league. And I meant, sorry, not all people in PBE that have these comments and are saying these things, but that's probably still not even really good enough. Like at least it's not everybody. Well, why don't we have a league that is free from, you know, any negative connotations or comments or whatever else like yes call each other names rile each other up egg each other on um there are so many other words that you can use out there probably would also avoid using coward um if you want to develop a league like let's just not be insulting to the other sex <laughs> um i was in a locker room conversation and you know conversation was light-hearted and it was all in jest and there were back and forths um i used a taylor swift GIF that was relevant because we we're talking about a number and the number 22 came up. So obviously you're going to use that GIF. Um, some teammates replied back with a no, not Taylor Swift. Um, and of course I replied, as you do, using Taylor Swift with a shake it off, right? Um, my GM mentioned, oh, you're traded. And I was just like, yep, to the Swifties, I'm all okay with that. Um, and then in return, now it wasn't my GM that made this comment. Um, it was another GIF and it said, I'm about to beat this bitch. And I looked at it 
and I was horrified. I was completely floored. Um, I showed Simo and he's just like, yeah, can you screenshot that to me and send it to me? I was just like, yeah, I can do that. Um, put it in management. And I mean, it probably was the time of day that it was. It's in that in-between people going to sleep, waking up, nothing was really mentioned about it. Um, there was a couple of like big eyes comments in the chat that I was in, but nothing was mentioned. And like, I fell asleep, woke up, still thinking about it. I was just like, this is a fake baseball game with fake players, but it's still real people behind those players. It's still real people in that chat. And I said, this is so disappointing, but too much time had passed now that I just said nothing about it. And look, I should have, and I'm still kicking myself that I should be like, mm, yeah, that's probably not okay. Like, um, as a teacher, you know, we're all taught that the standard you set, well, the standard that you walk by is the standard you set. And like, I walked by that comment and I like, yeah, I'm kicking myself for it, but can't go back. Um, I can tell you though, that 100% accountability to all the people listening to this podcast. I'm going to say something the next time, no matter how awkward it is. Um, because, you know, I don't want to be a part of that problem, which is, you know, that case. Um, yeah. 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 I think that can be really like intimidating sometimes to kind of reply back and actually stand up for yourself. It can, especially when you haven't really faced that before in the league and it's kind of, it is really shocking. Um, and just going back, we just hope to be elevate the voices of women in the league. There are so many strong women of the league. Um, and there are so many women who have a voice, whether it's a GM or co-GM or media or other jobs. And we just hope to facilitate those discussions and really, elevate the voices of the women and let it be known what's happening and kind of end the the mistreatment and kind of everything that goes along with that. Yeah. So just in future, if we see comments, you're probably going to be called out on it. So maybe <laughs> don't like that. <laughs> anyway, branching a bit out from um, this conversation and moving on to the next and also uh, we have the privilege of chatting with two people in HR. And honestly, when we booked this in last week after we recorded, we had zero idea of what the week was going to unfold. Um, and also, to what better time to interview HO, so Hamas and Schoolboy Shu, with the announcement division, the um, announcement of the division. So, that's kind of cool. But before we get on, how are you, gentlemen? I am doing well. I am happy to be here. Finally going to be on the most popular podcast <laughs> in PB history. <laughs> Not going to lie, that is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's not surprising, though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm Hama Scott, the commissioner. And yeah, this has been, you know, one of the best ideas I've seen in so long. So... Um, yeah, I've really have had, I've always had a problem with, with the lack of women in America, you know, a lot of women play softball, but in general, women like baseball. So it, it's pretty surprising in a co-ed setting, the, such a horrible proportionality between 
men and uh, men and women. So um, this is great. I hope this helps with that. And uh, yeah, you guys are doing you ladies are doing amazing work. So I tip my cap to you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Hamas, tell us a bit about Austin Bentley. I read his press conference the other week um, that he's now going to free agency. What's his career been like? What minus team were you in? What are some memorable moments of your career so far? Luckily, I don't have any, so I, I kind of wanted to address <laughs> That's a perfect question because I, I was sitting here just frantically typing to Shu just now, <clears throat> listening to that story, and um, it it hurts to know that that's happening in the PBE. Um, I've been watching the show called I am athlete. And, uh, I think it's, it's important for us to check in on each other, you know, how we're doing, you know, outside of the league, you know, in our, in our personal lives, because the world's changing and, uh, a lot of, a lot of things are happening. I know M's, you, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I know a bit about what you, you've gone through recently, you know, with your family and stuff. So, um, you know, I think it's important to have these conversations, and I, I'm really sorry, Ems, that that happened in this league. I hope that um, you know we could talk about it after this and go go more in detail about it if you'd like. Um, I just wanted to touch on that because I was typing to Shu, and I it, it, I'm just very bothered by that. Um, but uh, sorry not to get too serious. Oh, well, that's okay. We're going to get serious, so <laughs> might as well start it now. <laughs> no, and, and the fact that it bothered you, and the fact that you you were kind of felt like you were in a position where it, you were unsure whether or not it would make sense to respond based on how people would react to it is disgusting. Um, so, well, I only have um, the screenshots that I'd sent to Simeon, uh, Simo. So I then put it into my majors team and I was like, um, Hey, so this happened. Now I don't know if it's just me being sensitive or if it's like inappropriate. But then the way that I typed the, was this okay for them to have said, was still protecting myself, like still calling myself sensitive and everything else. And I was just like, you know, well, I typed it out and I was, I don't know, in a room full of like men, you kind of feel that you have to, I don't know, say this as a precursor to what you need to say. And they're like, no, that is super inappropriate. Um, so at least I knew that, it wasn't just me and my husband that felt that. Um, but yeah, anyway, I do appreciate that, um, your thoughts behind it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just kind of just speechless, honestly. Um, re read the room. Like it, this is a co-ed league and act like it. Like it's that simple. Like I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to even hear about stuff like that. Um, a lot of people work way too hard to know that that's happening when we're not looking, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, people pour their, their lives into this almost. And the fact that people are, are acting like that is, is elementary. And I don't want to hear about age excuse. Like it's just wrong. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up. I hope this is a wake up call. I hope people listening understand that these locker rooms are, you know, very proportional, Nowadays, you know, we're, we're getting more significant others. Women are joining. We've always had women in this league. Jeros is listening right now, not speaking. Um, a pioneer in, in this league who's helped build it from the ground. And so, you know, wake up, know what, you, know what you're putting in chat. This is not your boys group text, the three of you. This is locker rooms with like 80 people. And so you have to understand that whoever's, you have to understand that 
people are going to read it that aren't going to be thinking the same as you. And you need to act like that. You need to act like, you know, we're around women. Um, and there's, there's just a, a certain level of respect. I was pretty much raised solely by my mother. So, um, I, it, there's no more, there's no, it's the more important gender in my opinion. Um, women are just, they're everything. So yeah, but now to actually answer your question after uh, <laughs> dodging it for so long because my player is so bad. No, I came in season 13, so it's been 11 seasons. I'm in my 11th season as a player. Um, and, uh, yeah, started off really good in the minors, ended up almost winning, a um, reliever of the pitcher award my first year, um, in the minors. Um, I don't know if I won rookie of the year. I don't think I did, which would be kind of hilarious. Um, that I don't even think I got votes for that. Um, but so started off really hot Swifties lost in the world series. And, uh, the next season we were really bad. I was really bad. So I get called up and, uh, the vandals we are really good and because of that i don't play a lot <laughs> because i'm so young it didn't make any sense for me to have to play a lot um and we made the semifinals final four lost next year made the final four lost next year made the final four lost i think it was seven straight seasons with my player being on a team that lost in the final four um, but somewhere mixed in there, season 18, I won I came in second for reliever of the year and made the all-star game. Um, but you know, it's been, uh, not a good career, but really fun. Like I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Uh, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta go to hell to get to heaven. Like for me to have struggled so much with like getting a championship, having individual success, if it does come, it's going to be very sweet. And right now I feel like I'm hitting that point with my player this season that I can truly say that I'm actually having a good season. I don't think I, I've ever, I haven't been able to say that in six seasons. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm finally in that potential conversation. Juos is listening. She's the award head. <laughs> she's, re she's really good at giving opinions on, you know, who's doing well, who's not. And obviously we got Shu here who writes the uh, annual media on the awards, the, the cheat sheet. I think he picked like 98% of the correct choices. 41 um, out of 42, humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, you know, I think finally, you know, with, with that in mind, like I think I'm going to finally be in some conversations for a player award. So I'll let Shu kind of go into that, what he thinks on that. But um, yeah, just having fun. <laughs> Sounds good. So Tom, introduce us to Tom Shu and what's been his journey through PBE and some memorable moments through his career. So I started back in February of 2020. Yeah, February of 2020, I was sitting in my dorm room. I was playing this dumb baseball game called Baseball Century, and it was this kind of sim league style game. But I've been playing it for months and months and months, and I was just sick of it. So I Googled uh, sim baseball leagues and the professional baseball experience came up. I joined, saw a bunch of tasks, did them all immediately. Uh, started chatting with some people. They asked me about discord. I didn't have a discord at the time. So I told them I probably wasn't gonna be on discord too much, but I'd get all my stuff done. And I ended up getting drafted in the first round. It was the last pick of the first round, but it was still the first round. <laughs> and I was super happy about that. 
And then a couple of days later, this was before the majors draft was a season after the minors draft. So, you know, now you get drafted in the minors play season, then you go to the majors. When I joined, it was you were drafted to the majors on a Thursday and drafted to the minors on a Saturday. So Thursday, I get drafted. Friday rolls around. You know, I keep doing my tasks, all that stuff. And Saturday, this user by the name of Max Crazy reaches out to me. And Max is talking to me about getting drafted and all this stuff. And he's like, oh, how would you like to be a 66er? I was like, 66er? What kind of branding is that? But (laughs) it turned out that they picked me in the third round. And I played with the 66ers my first year. I had no idea how to build a player. I was horrible. And I didn't like seeing myself do bad. So I bought out of the park. I did a bunch of testing. I figured out what was good. And I kept building my guy up to where I was good enough that when I eventually got called up, I won rookie of the year. And so a big part of that was my current GM, actually big unit Babs, his player, RJ Menard was coming off of, I think it was his second season in the majors. And he hit like 340, had a three and a half war. I was like, yeah, that's what I want to be. So I mocked my build directly off of Babs, off of RJ Menard. And then after I won Rookie of the Year, we had a big archetype change. So I had to switch and I had to find out what was good now. And unfortunately, after winning Rookie of the Year, I had the worst season of my career. I had a negative war. So that was probably my least memorable moment. Uh, I played on the Aviators for three seasons. I realize I'm kind of babbling right now. I'm elongating my career and my introduction, but... After I left Aviators, I went to the Voyagers, where I've been here for three years now. Love everyone in that locker room, and we're currently fighting for a playoff spot. And the team that we're fighting the hardest against right now, and the team that is a game above us in the wild card right now, is actually Hummus's Detroit Demons. <laughs> so my most memorable moment is not the four times that we've lost the World Series in the minors. It's not the time we lost the World Series in the majors. I would say for me, it was winning Rookie of the Year and tied with getting into HO being in head office and being so involved in this league. I mean, it's, I, I can't even put it into words how awesome it is. I love it. I love the community. I love being able to help with everything and just having these people come out, come to me in my DMs and asking for help and me being able to actually help them. It's, it's a really good feeling. Yeah. Well, that's elongating your career is great. I think the start of mine will sound pretty similar that I had, MVP and Golden Glove and Silver Slugger and then I sucked. So <laughs> I hear you. Um, but then I moved to Aviators and then hopefully, who knows what's going to happen this year? <laughs> well, this <laughs> So that's kind of cool. Um, well, I guess you've both kind of answered our next question, which was, is this your first character that you've played with? So um, how much have you had a previous character or is Austin Bentley your first one? Yeah, he's definitely my first one. Um, yeah, uh, I came in July 2019, so season 13. Yeah, I, I'm a, a lot of people around me from that class, season 13 class, they're starting to die off. Yeah, recreate. Um, yeah. Yeah, recreate and, and uh, leave me behind. It. It's kind of sad. Um, um, from memory, um, Jose43, is he season 13 too? Yes, yeah. and uh, I, I love that you brought him up. Um, when I created, I remember the, 
a really good indicator, and I knew that early on, of, of who you are in this league is your bank account. Like, who are you? Okay, show me your bank account. Oh, wow, you have a lot of money. Okay, that means you probably care a lot about the league. Um, or at least have put in the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember going through the list of people I'm getting drafted compared to because I'm extremely competitive. And so I'm like, okay, uh, this person has been here forever, Evoc. Um, she has like a hundred million. I was like, I can't compete with that. So she's going to go really high in the draft. Um, I was, and then I started looking, I'm like, I, I was really curious about Jose 43, um, because I was asking around, I'm like, who is this guy? And someone said, yeah, he just joined recently. He already had like around a hundred million in his bank though, right before the draft. And he had just joined back then. You didn't have to wait a season to get drafted to the majors. Like you pretty much got rushed into the majors like immediately. So this guy, I'm like, how does this guy have so much money? And uh, I mean, I ended up going 11th, which was, I made me really happy because my bank account was nowhere near that. But it's interesting you brought him up because this guy writes, wrote a ridiculous article, um, just dropped a, a, like a, like a bomb, like just like, Hey, here I'm, here I am. Uh, you don't know who I am, but here I am. And yeah, he got drafted really high by the craps. Yeah, so that article came up because he's in Aviators now. Um, and mm. he's like, yeah, I feel really bad because whenever we talk about, like, bank accounts, he goes, I just dropped a massive article on Double Media and I'm set. Like, <laughs> I was like, well, that's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, so first characters can cross that question off the list. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you guys both talked um, about how long you've been in the league, but kind of what made you create and are you in any other leagues? Uh, sure, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. So, like I said earlier, I was playing that dumb online game, Baseball Century. It's so simple. You So you get four pitchers and four hitters and you sim a season and you have a franchise starting in 1900. And for those who don't know, which I'm sure most do, I am a stats nerd. I love stats. I, I just, I'm always in the index. I write that awards media every year. I'm in the Hall of Fame committee. I just die for stats. And I was tired of only seeing four stats on the board. So I searched up simulation baseball leagues. I got here to the pro baseball experience. And... Um, yeah, that's how I got here. That's how I found the league starting out, literally just by a Google search. And then other leagues I am in, I am currently in the ISFL. I am on the New Orleans second line. Shout out Juo Su, my teammate over there. And then I am also in <laughs> – Simo's going to hate me. I'm in a cricket league that he's in, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I have one update. I can't even remember my player's name. It's, yeah, <laughs> not great. Look, my, and then I'm all my GM – was he goes when he found out that I was married to Simo? He goes, "Oh, he's my GM, and I'm not active." <laughs> but, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> yeah, for a little bit, Simo was like, "Can you update?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 I'll update." And then it, it's he stopped asking me. <laughs> um, the only other league I'm in, I'm in Super Casual Simulation Football League. It's a it's a Discord league for the most part, but they use an awesome sim. It's called Axis. It's like it's kind of like a Kmart version of Madden. But it's still really cool. I've met a lot of good people over there already. TLK, he used to be the Crabs GM. He was actually the one that drafted Jose 43, since we were just talking about that. He's the commish over there. And then I've met 
a couple great people. In fact, two players on the 66ers right now are the co-GMs of my team. The, the Lidditz Twisters is what our team is. And their players are uh, Thaddeus Branson and the meme of management chat for the entire draft, Peter Pretzelman. And when I say meme, I don't mean we were making fun of his player. I mean, every single time a pick was made, like 10 to 20 people would send an emoji of a pretzel just over and over and over and over. But yeah, those are the leagues that I'm in. I would be lying if I said the PB wasn't my favorite. But with that, I will send it over to Hummus. Yeah, uh, appreciate that, Shu. Yeah, so I'm in... I was in the SCFSL when it first started. I was kind of when TL, I think I was in head office at the time. And TLK is like, hey, you want to join this league? I'm like, sure. He's like, it's super casual. It's super easy. You just go go on and you do an activity check and you get paid in TPE per game. So contracts are TPE. So you kind of can negotiate. You kind of try to spread it out even, you know, so your team can win. And we won the third season's uh, championship. So that was really fun. Uh, I'm an offensive lineman. And also I joined the ISFL uh, for season 28's class, got drafted super late. I joined and then uh, life got kind of crazy pretty much right when I joined. So um, I'm at like 130 TPE, which is not great, but I'm pretty recent, so. Uh, got drafted by the Silverbacks, New York Silverbacks, and uh, uh, Stag was the one who really pushed for me. Shout out to the big, big shout out to Stag, uh, our PPT head. Um, you know, just recruiting me, and I was telling him like, I respect what you do with PPT. Um, you know, I heard about something that happened to him personally a bit ago. Um, it's been a while now, but it was it amazed me seeing that he was still grinding, putting his nose to the floor and, and uh, grinding for us after hearing about that. It was just fascinating. So I was like, dude, I'll do whatever for you at this point. Um, and yeah, so we, yeah. So those are the two leagues I'm in. I'm intrigued by a few others, but uh, kind of want to make sure I have my priorities lined up. <laughs> Being the commissioner, um, it definitely... I definitely care the most about the PBE. Like I will always care the most about the PBE. Which makes a lot of sense. And, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, which played into um, getting into head office, which um, is interesting. Shu, you, you, you talked about how much you love it. People, people have brought up recently and it's a good debate. And I want to, I want to hear opinions on this. If, if head office should be an elected position, should people have to campaign to the league to get into head office? Right now, it's being done uh, kind of like a, almost like a secret society kind of where the people in head office get to pick who comes in. Um, and uh, it's worked um, at least for, since I've been doing it, you know, I hope it, I hope it always works if this is the method that always gets done. But I'm actually, I'm actually interested. I want to hear everyone's opinion if they think that we should be electing head office members. Because then I want to, see you know talk about what you your opinions are mm. um so like well full disclosure yeah. to everyone who's listening i applied for the ho job um so coming from that perspective like i don't feel as though a lot of people know who i am um in order to be able to do that which i feel could severely impact 
whether I did get that position or not, which isn't a bad thing because look, I am new. Um, and you know, still in the minors, well moved, but still in the minors. So like, who is she, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. compared to other people that would apply and look, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. It would just like coming from my perspective, negatively impact those who aren't known. But again, why would someone who's not known have a place in HO? Like, you know, um, so it probably goes goes both ways. Whereas if you have a few select people choosing like a normal job interview, um, mm-hmm. it makes sense as well. So I don't know. I would look. I wouldn't rock the boat. I would be happy either way for it to go. What do you think, Madison? Yeah, I don't know. I think that electing is a good way to get everyone's voices and everyone's kind of opinions. But sometimes the people in HO know the candidates better than everyone else in the league. Yes. Like personally, I feel like I wouldn't be able to make like the right decision. I don't think I know enough about everyone in the league to really know how well they would fit for that position so that's probably the only reason that i think it'd be better for ho to pick it but obviously electing people gets everyone's opinions and everyone's voices in on the decision look it's probably going to turn into american politics where you don't have to vote and then the people that don't vote are going to be the biggest whingers that's an australian view on (laughs) your situation was the realest comment ever said on this podcast <laughs> three, three episodes in i love oh my god that, um oh. but yeah like voting if you're going to go to a vote voting commissioner but let then the commissioner make their decision like we don't vote in vice- like their cabinet yeah do you vote in vice president i don't know but they, they make those choices so i feel as though like if you're going to do any sort of voting that would probably be the way to go I don't know. It's interesting. Shu, what do you think? Do you think that? Uh, I don't know. I don't think our league is big enough yet. I think it would just turn into a popularity contest, honestly. I think if we were much larger, like if we had a couple thousand members, it would make more sense. But I think at where we're at right now, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm being the wet blanket of the podcast right now. I'm taking on the Poe, I'm taking on the Poe role. Shout out Poe, fellow HO member. <laughs> but... I I don't know. I don't think we're ready for that just yet. Yeah. Um, the reason I ask is because, yeah, it's been talked about um, Miss Obvious jokes because Miss Obvious is our HO liaison. And that's technically the only elected position in the PBE. The GMs vote which GM should be the direct liaison. And, and that's our... Our main point of contact, someone who we like to bounce ideas off of. Hey, would the GMs like this? Oh, they won't. Okay. What about this? Um, no, they don't won't like that either. Darn it, we suck. Um, <laughs> That's usually what we get is that no, they won't like that either. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's interesting because I'm kind of like you, Ems, uh, where you're at in your application process. I don't know if I was as new or not. I kind of don't remember. I, yeah, I, I wasn't as new. Um, but... I, I never had held a job in the PBE before, but I blamed it on the fact that I would apply to open jobs like banker or something like that. And uh, yeah, it would, it was just too many people in front of me, too many people in other leagues. I think that's the kind of the issue that 
may arise. Um, first of all, we meme way too much, which I have no problem with. And But there is that fear that we do this beautiful election, it's fair, and all of a sudden it got memed and someone who joined yesterday or someone who's doesn't care about the league, you know, gets in that position because people like to see things burn. Um, so um, that that is a fear that I would have by that. And uh, that's why, like, that's probably one of the main reasons why we haven't done it. Um, because if, if the internet was a, a friendly, fair place and everyone was uh, objective about everything, then yeah, we would be do, doing elections for everything. But probably wouldn't also <laughs> have learned... this podcast. <laughs> true true and uh now that's interesting so you ladies started it solely solely the reasoning was that there's you just didn't feel there was enough women in the pbe and you wanted to kind of be leaders in that department is that the sole reason i think it came out of um well there's no like consistent female based podcast um and we thought oh why not give it a go see if it uh, is enjoyed or listened to um and yeah it's just well more so pbe from our perspective which is a bit of like a tagline type thing so not really discussing issues in the league but just discussing the league from a girl's point of view yeah and, I, and you know it's obviously been found very important by the league uh, most listened to podcast ever um, putting me in the dust. I've been out the game for yeah. a bit. So, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, I may have to go reclaim my throne, but. Um, <laughs> Good luck. It's okay. <laughs> no, the most uh, listened to podcast will be when you interview us. <laughs> true, exactly. Now you ladies have to repay the favor and come on mine. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's only fair. Um, yeah. I, I think there's so many things that people bring up that I feel like are interesting. Uh, this is random as heck, but she was talking about how he loves being in head office. I was thinking about it right before we recorded and my favorite favorite will always be my favorite part of this league will be the random check-ins from people just dropping in, just saying, Hey, how are you? Like, like I'm just getting kind of goosebumps thinking about it because that's, it's just so beautiful when you think about it like you're busy doing something you're trying to think of the next big idea and someone that you used to interact with in a locker room was like hey just wanted to see how you're doing like to me that's my favorite part i'll always really appreciate that so um you know if you're listening you know maybe the challenge would be to uh you know message someone you haven't messaged in a while and just ask them how they're doing because um you know i I think that's very important it's all about the community you know we're not actual baseball players we enjoy baseball and we enjoy the competitiveness but um the people behind the players are what's very important to me so um, yeah yeah, i love that point you kind of talked about it earlier that you never really know like what's going on in someone's life and really just Mm -hmm. like checking in can mean so much when someone's going through something so hard so it really can mean a lot to someone even if it's just uh, hey, how are you? It can be so simple, but it can really change someone's day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, sorry to get too sidetracked. I know, Ems, you, we, we talked about it before the recording, but you sent me <laughs> a bunch of questions and I was like, thank you for sending these. And I remember making it a point to not really read them because I like to, you know, be in the moment. 
And, uh, <laughs> it's so good. You know, g- give you the response that I would give you like right when you asked me. So um, looking forward to the rest of them. That's okay. Well, you've kind of already been um, adjusting them as we go through anyway. So you said that commis- being commissioner was your first job, but Tom, what jobs have you had before HO? So uh, my first job was a media grader. And that was a ton of fun because I enjoyed being involved in the league and finding out what was going on. And if I was a media grader, I was forced to read media. And so I did that for a while. And then I became the co-GM of a minors team, the 66ers, which I've been doing for, sheesh, what, four or five seasons now, one of those. And then that was my second job. My third one, I'm on the Hall of Fame committee. And then now I'm in head office. When I joined head office, I stepped down from media grading. So right now I hold head office, minors, GM, and Hall of Fame committee. Cool. Yeah, I, um, that's one thing that I liked about um, media grading is that you see everything. It's like immersion. You know all the names and whatever. So I could be mm-hmm. talking about someone. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I read this media article. That <laughs> He's like, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read it. Cool. Um, so both of you, what is the most challenging part of being in HO or being a commissioner? Uh, sure, you can go first on this one. Uh, it's a mix. For me, I feel like the two, I'll give you two of the most challenging things. Um, I'll preface this by saying I love working with the GMs. I get along with all of them very well. I'm good friends with a majority of them. But it's tough getting told no a lot and the things we propose and kind of the conversations we have, if they think it's a bad proposal, they will let you know. They will not (laughs) hold back on it. And to go with that, the other thing that's tough is that there are always eyes on you. So I I mean, I I can take being told no and I can take the criticism. But when you hear it from every single person in the league and every locker room you're in and everything is always HO's fault, it's a little tough. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say that, you know, it's just the easiest thing in the world, but it's something that I've had to adjust to and be able to just brush it off. And I've had to seriously, probably a thousand times now, I've had to explain some of the decisions we've made and why we made them. And more often than not, it ends up with people being like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Thank you for explaining that to me as opposed to just, you know, down with ho ho did this like blame ho all this stuff but yeah for me those are the two most difficult things are just constantly being told no and always having eyes on you with every single move you make makes sense hummus uh so it's it's really difficult to, to think of the most challenging part um i it's i don't really know i don't that's a tough one because I don't like to look at anything as challenging. Um, I like to look at it as like, I'm just trying, it's just really fun to me. Like when someone, you know, when we're work, working really hard, um, you know, bouncing off reasonings on things, discussing code of conduct and really trying to make sure that we are in a league that we can, you know, to me, it's like, that you'd be happy to show someone, you know, so show someone you're super close with, like a relative, um, you know, because they know you the best and they know what is best for you. And so if you show them something that is toxic, then they'll call you out on it. Um, so, 
you know, and it's funny to me. So I don't see it as challenging when someone, you know, dislikes something that we do because I truly know that the seven of us there in head office are truly all putting the league first, no matter what. And, and that's something you can kind of t- take inventory on, right? Like, you know, which team each player plays for. So when they speak on something and uh, that knowing who they're affiliated with and how their opinion is based, you know, on the situation with who they're, and, and also who they're affiliated with, you can kind of, decipher in your own head wow okay this person is definitely putting the league before everything else before their own before their team before their friends like and that's you know what's really rewarding about this is that it's pretty organic how we've you know built this up um you know that's why i'm glad you who's listening in behind the scenes because you know without her you know without Maj, um and people who from the beginning you know we wouldn't be able to ha- enjoy the 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 idea of you know partnering with out of the park developments on certain things and you know getting our streams to be triple digits organically you know no bots um you know all humans and it it's fun you know all the people's hard work it's it's coming to light like it's it's starting the movement is is real um and uh you know my goal is to you know, keep leading with love. Uh, that's, I remember the first day I said that, that, that was my plan. Someone's like, oof, good luck with that. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> um, when you put the people first and, and the league first, I think that that's everything else becomes easy. So that's why, like, it's hard for me to say anything's challenging because I love it so much. No, that's a good view on it. That's good. Um, did you guys see an increase in users in PBE during COVID or an increase of active users now that everyone's kind of staying at home? That's why I'm the Mickey Mouse commish, right? Like, that's why, like, <laughs> because, like, I, I stumbled into the commish role and everyone was kind of forced to be on their computers. Uh, so, um, that you know, maybe it's not as organic as I like to, you know, think. Um, yes, we definitely did. We actually, you could point to season 18 directly and say, Hey, that's the class where COVID really picked up big. And that's a huge class. We're talking 100, 122 users to be exact is how many created for season 18, which is we've never had triple digits for another class, but I didn't mean to cut you off hummus. My apologies. Go ahead. No, please do. Yeah. No, the, the stats guy, the stats stats guy, (laughs) (laughs) you can chime in whenever to fact check me. And uh, yeah, so season 18 was big. Um, I got in head office, I think season, no, I got, I became commissioner season 20. Um, You became commish like, like two weeks before I came into HO, I remember. So, and of course I don't remember exactly when I came into HO, but I I (laughs) pushed pretty hard, man. I would, I, put, I know when I joined, I searched shoe and I, I saw the comments. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the fun part about joining is seeing what people thought, and it's real, it's authentic. Like you know, you no matter what, you can't take anything personally. I think I think that's what is the biggest component of being in head office. The biggest asset you need to have as a contributor in this league is thick skin. If you mm-hmm. if you get a hot head off of some off of anything. Um, you're you're not gonna make it. You're gonna fall off. It's gonna get to you. People will notice. They'll talk, and it, it will affect you. Um, poise is everything, and uh, I think it, it, so. 
um, yeah, that's why, like, going back to the election thing, that would be kind of an issue, you know. It's, um, when you look at an application, you know, you're sharing something with a small amount of people. You may not be comfortable sharing that with the masses, 400-plus people, eventually more. Um, so, um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, thick skin and, and just dedication. Um, I forgot what the question was. <laughs> an increase of users. Right? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I forgot the question because it's such a bad knock on me. Yeah, so Mickey Mouse Commish, fake numbers, <laughs> uh, COVID caused the in increase. Um, yeah, I, I, that definitely played platter. a factor. <laughs> What'd you say, Shu? To hand it to you on a silver platter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So what do you feel, and like to both of you, is your biggest accomplishment to the team as an individual or as a team? So sorry, your biggest accomplishment in improving um, – PBE, whether it be something that you thought of or like the teams work together. Sure, you definitely should go first. I've been talking way too much. <laughs> I think our big thing, the biggest, not the biggest thing, but a very large thing that's, you know, front of the lines everyone can see is the streams. I mean, the Hummus and I were talking about today, we were saying a couple seasons ago, we were like, if we get 100 viewers on our World Series stream, we're going to give away Hall of Fame equipment. And someone commented and was like, that is such a pipe dream. Like they, you guys are never going to get a hundred viewers on a stream. Mm -hmm. And our first five, five streams of this season, season 24, we got, it's like 133, 127, 116, like all, all of them were over a hundred. So just seeing the increase in how popular our streams have gotten. And I think a big part of that popularity is the reveals and the announcements we do on these streams. That's huge. And the hype around the streams and just around the league right now, it's at an all-time high. And that's not something you can argue either. We're at an all-time high for activity checks. Like I said, an all-time high for viewers. I mean, it's it's great. The How much people are starting to really love the league, it, it's just so great to see. So that's one of our bigger accomplishments. And then for me personally, I listed all my jobs. But I also put in a lot of time in other areas that um, I'm not technically on the team for. But... You know, we just had this recent expansion. I put in a lot of effort in that, into those expansion talks. I'm constantly talking with our PPT head, I, uh, I Steg. Shout out Steg. Um, I'm currently working on rewriting our championship week right now. I'm very active in the balancing team server every day. We're working on a lot of stuff over there right now. And then I'm always in GM stuff and the GM portion of management chatting with those GMs every day. It's just, I feel like, my involvement with the league and just being able to be there for everything and every kind of facet of the league is my biggest accomplishment. Yeah, no, that um, having, well, essentially a finger in all the pies doesn't mean you're just working with HO. So I feel as though all of that, yeah, contributing makes an improvement. Um, I guess I can, I'll, I'll take a stab. That, that's really difficult because I don't think anything that's been done has been from me. Like this is a total, total, this is, this league is the definition of what chemistry means, what uh, group effort is, um, you know, and so it's hard to point at something where I could take any kind of personal ownership of. Um, I think uh, my, I think my biggest accomplishment is just, my demeanor, um, you know, how I approach people. Um, I, I love the idea of earning a second chance. I love the idea of 
seeing someone redeem themselves after a, a simple mistake and seeing them accomplish something after a mistake. Um, I love, re- I just love the idea of redemption. You know, people who have made mistakes, whether intentional or unintentional, uh, to make comebacks and prove that they are ready for a second chance. Um, yeah, so I think my biggest accomplishment is my demeanor and how I approach others. And, um, you know, I, I, I hope that that's uh, my legacy. And you're, as you said, leading with love. So I guess that all ties in. Right, yeah. right. Um, you know, I've had a lot of ideas. Some have been good. Some have been bad. Um, uh, Josie doesn't like the idea of me liking the idea of doing announcements on stream, you know, kind of whispering it to GM sometimes and then going live with an announcement. Um, it's difficult for the person hearing to keep it quiet. I definitely get that. Um, but also I think an an accomplishment that I, I don't think is an accomplishment. I think it will always need work is just transparency with GMs and trying to keep them in on conversations as much as possible. Um, just different conversations I've had. I, I've had GMs tell me that, you know, you see people get into it, you know, and uh, there was a lot of indifference back then from the GM role. And now the passion is absolutely through the roof from everybody. Um, people want to win so bad because the camaraderie of winning is so unique. Um, when you're competing against 13, or oh, now it's going to be 15 other teams, um, you know, that's 15 other servers, 15 other groups of people, you know, to stand out and, and earn those wins. It, it's huge. You know, you get shouted out on the banner every time you log in to do your work for the league, for your player, you get to see which team won last year. So I love, I love that. And I love that. I love being a part of that. And, and I hope that never goes away. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so there's, no doubt a majority of men in this league there tom you can fact check me on this but there's five percent of (laughs) of the people in the league are women um and between december and now there's been between like 265 to 316 users commenting on weekly activity checks um so what what were your thoughts kind of starting out when you the first woman created or when you first found out that a player was a woman well when i created i was on obx and aviators uh we talked about because they've been in the league they were here since season one so they've been through it all and they're (laughs) uh sorry i got a hummus is yelling at me while i'm talking in the dm so i'm laughing but when i created i was looking at these teams i was like wow the scorpions are really good the sloths are really good and I've heard about this player, Julian O'Sullivan. I was like, ah, oh, that's the best player I've ever seen. Like, yada, yada, yada. Who controls this player? Oh, it's the Sloths GM, Juo Su. That's so cool. Like, I want to be just like Julian O'Sullivan with my crew's over. I want to hit 434 home runs, which is impossible, by the way. But I was super excited to be like this person and come to find out Juo Su is a woman. And it it shocked me at first. I was like, "What do you? I what do you mean? There are women in this league? You know, this is this forum based sim baseball, you know, nerdy statistics league. I had no idea 
that there were women in this league. And then I met Evok, and Evok has been around since season one. She's one of the people who saved the league. She's one of the best women I've ever met. She's great. Obviously, the two of you. I'm Madison. I didn't meet you through the league. I met you through <laughs> another thing. But you're great. Now, you're in the league. You're doing this podcast, and it's raising awareness for all these women in the, in the league. It's it's awesome. So I think that it's it was it was I would say it was relieving to find out there are women in this league because when I joined I I didn't think that that would it didn't even cross my mind as a possibility because everyone I met was a man yeah and just seeing more women in the league and interacting with people like uh, uh, Reno who's on the Supernovas her players Bridget Westfall interacting with Jess who has Parker Beecham on the Raptors and Emmy and CCC and Dren it's just it's great hearing from all these different people. And I think to jump ahead a little bit, if you want to get, if you are a man and you're listening to this and you're trying to figure out how to get your spouse to join the league, (laughs) open Spotify, go to the search bar, type in women in PBE and hit play. That's how you're going to get your spouse to join the league. Yeah, it's pretty fun. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Simo talked about leagues for ages and I know I said it in the first podcast when we introduced ourselves. And yeah, after like six months, hey, you should join Facebook. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I may as well just give this a go. Well, I remember when I was talking to Madison about it, I was like, because I had been playing it for a while. She was like, you spend so much damn time on that thing. <laughs> and then eventually I was like, you should join. You know, totally expecting rejection. She's like, yeah, sure. Show me how to do yeah. it. I was like, what? That's how I played out what did you just say what do you mean you want to join and she did and here we are she i don't remember where she got drafted but she got drafted we watched the draft live at my house together i mean she's on the 66ers i get a gm her it's it's great i mean we we get to watch streams and see her play it's awesome it's yeah it's so great yeah i remember i was having to do with the kids when the stream was on because it's generally midday for us and Simo was watching obviously looking after the kids in the lounge room too but I was doing something and I was just like oh the kids like kicks and play can you tell me what this he goes yeah I wasn't really paying attention I was like no <laughs> <laughs> we need to tag it and out with this now <laughs> anyway but I also understand why we traveled to my parents um last year and I think it was an ISFL draft and look, I had zero idea about the significance of the draft. Um, and he's taken his laptop and he's got his headphones in and he's watching this draft and my family's just like buzzing around him and he's paying no attention to that, which I don't blame him. <laughs> um, and now that I'm, you know, in PBE, that draft was like we're watching that, you know, um, my major's draft, we had a one week old. My mum had come up to visit. My sister was here and I'm trying to explain to her why I'm watching a baseball draft, like with players that don't exist. Like, <laughs> anyway, but no, I, um, yeah, it's fun. Like by the time you actually get into it. I remember Madison, I'm sure you remember too, but when we were at my house, we were, um, we have movie nights at my house with my family 
and we were supposed to watch some movie and we and I had to I had to tell them that we were going to be joining late because Madison and I were going to go watch herself get drafted and Madison was just like yeah and my parents started making fun of us and all this I was like no it's legit it's legit she wants to watch I promise and she I'm going to throw you under the bus a little bit Madison not helping me out was just like yeah I, I guess we can go watch I was like dude <laughs> I know I was like you've been talking about this all day and finally we got to you know explain to the people that we can't make movie night for a little bit and she's like oh well we're, we're watching now aren't we <laughs> And look, honestly, like I feel none of my friends, my in real life friends, know about PBE. And it's not that I don't want to tell them. I just, they won't get it. Like, so there's just no point saying anything. Um, it's so hard to explain. Yeah. How do I explain that I'm playing baseball without picking up an actual bat? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then I remember thinking, like, the last draft, I had zero to do with it because it wasn't my majors and it wasn't my minors. And I was like, yeah, cool, whatever. And then in the locker room, like, my minors locker room, people are getting excited about their draft, where they're going to go. And then the draft comes up and it's like, yeah, I'll just chuck it on the TV because, like, we put it through one of our phones and, like, just chuck it up. And you just get so keen for it and so excited for it. And I was just like, I'm not even being drafted. Why am I like hyped up about this? Like, <laughs> anyway, I guess it's the draft for you. Anyway, um, so we put it in um, the channel for the women in league and like they answered a few questions for us. And uh, one of them was like, how did you get into PBE? And there was a range of responses. They were in other sim leagues because they loved that sport. And then, you know, you do what most people do and join multiple sim leagues. So eventually found PBE. Um, or Madison and I got quite roped in by our partners, um, which I don't think that's normal. I think, which I thought it would have been the most common response. But no, just because it was mine doesn't make it the most common um but or they've you know their dnd group were in sim leagues and that's how they joined and um or they just love the sport so like show you how you were playing baseball and then it just kind of like the baseball century game and just kind of progressed on from that or they found it through reddit or whatever else so there are women coming into this league who are genuinely finding it by themselves um how do you think you can increase like how do you think you can attract pb besides this podcast to more women well besides podcasts i'm kind of shit out excuse me i'm kind of out of luck there <laughs> but um attracting more women you just gotta let you just gotta let people know i mean posting on reddit and letting like your in real life friends know i mean i got not that he's active because he's not i got my best friend to join i got my brother to join i got madison to join but I would say the number one way to get people going is show them the podcast, you know, show them, show them players like Julian O'Sullivan, who's the undisputed best hitter of all time. Show them Victoria's Secret, the undisputed best pitcher of all time. You see both these people, they were created by women. I promise you mm -hmm. this isn't a men's only league. There are plenty of women GMs, women in high management role positions, and just show them that this is a super inclusive and welcoming place. Yeah. 
maybe we should yeah. also include the podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's such a difficult question. I think recruiting is really hard. Um, no kidding. And in my time in head office, I remember on my first ever uh, on my mind, which is like my like brain dump of what's going on in the league. Um, the first one in that first one, I said, I'm going to take recruitment personally. And uh, for a few classes I did, and you just kind of just, you start your avenues start drying up. Like, how do you tell us this is so unique. I remember joining and being so confused and that's actually part of the beauty of it. Um, when you're so confused by something, but then you figure it out, there's like that inner feeling of accomplishment. Like, Whoa, this is, this was really fun to, to crack. And now it's just really fun to emerge into. Um, so if that aspect makes it super difficult to recruit on its own, um, and uh, so then you have to, to segment it out to women. Um, I, the, the ideas mentioned are really good. Um, just, man, there, maybe, maybe we could find subreddits that are geared toward women solely for women. And, uh, and yeah, and I mean, if you ladies don't mind, you know, we could maybe use this as like the, the flag on the ground and say, hey, you know, this is what we got going on. It's an online community where, you know, we are trying to grow our, our female base and we're working really hard to make it inclusive for everyone, which is really difficult to do on the internet because let's, let's just face it. Um, a lot of men like, to, like to be toxic cause it's funny. Um, can hide behind their keyboards, right? Hiding behind keyboards. People just feel like more empowered to, to be rude. So, um, you know, that, knowing that we have that in the forefront of our minds, it, we, we could be, you spread our wings more and say, Hey, you know, we, we would like to see that side of the, of the game grow a bit. So yeah, it's just really difficult like to, to, to recruit in general. So, you know, then you've run out of your free options. Then you're like, okay, do we, should we drop some money here to recruit? Um, you know, that's when it gets a little dicey, but it's a free to play game. So it, you know, people have thrown money down. Shout out to Brainchild. He's tried different avenues on Reddit, throwing Reddit ads around and uh, just seeing what that would do. And it helped uh, people get traction on JSync. I think now people, over 2,000 people have seen our landing page. And you bring that up to people in the league, they have no idea what that is. So the fact that it has over 2,000 views now means that, you know, those those kind of avenues are working. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just really hard. Yeah. And you know, you can advertise in general, but probably advertising with women in mind just gets it harder. Like, <laughs> makes it so much more difficult. Yeah. Um, so it's not really a question, it's more of a comment. Um, so, again, like we were talking as women in a chat and um, you guys can all have your boys clubs and boys uh DMs and so do we <laughs> now. Um, and a couple of them have mentioned that they've made their characters super boring um, as to not draw attention to them. So it hasn't happened in PBE. I just want to put that out there. But one of them said she created this really boring character in PBE because in another league, her character's love life was questioned. And they're just like, um, no, like <laughs> this isn't on. 
Um, and we just thought, well, you know, um, and it kind of goes back to what we were saying before is like the standard that you, what you walk past is the standard that you set. You see a kid on like when I'm at school on duty chucking rubbish on the floor, no, pick it up, put it in the bin, thanks. Like other kids see that. Um, and so, you know, standing up for, well, no, that's probably something very inappropriate to say, whether it was in like a media or, you know, even on Twitter or whatever else um, and, you know, saying, no, this is this is inappropriate. Um, but also, I don't know, like that landing page that you said, I remember, so I remember seeing it, but obviously haven't seen it since. Um, but just knowing that it's okay to create a female player because I remember – like and again, I've brought it up in one of the interviews that we did before. Is that I was? I, it took me twenty four hours to think about it after my initial yeah, I'll play because I had to be prepared to be the only girl in the league. And I was just like, okay, so I might be the only girl, but I'm definitely like I'll create a male player that will make me less obvious that whatever I won't stick out like a sore thumb. And then one of the other girls said that she did the same because it was that safe option. And I was just like, yes, that's right word that I'm looking for is that it was safe for me to create a male player in, you know, a male dominated world and league and whatever else. Like, look, Mm. I love Tex Walker. I wouldn't change anything about him. (laughs) Um, Except. I wouldn't. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe this. All those accolades. I wouldn't change a thing. Um, (laughs) But, you know, like having, I think even putting something on an introductory page or wherever people first or like where the rookie tasks are put down and the video to how to make a player because Simo told me watch this you got to watch this yep okay even putting somewhere there that um you know that it's an inclusive league that um it's okay to you know whatever play you make is okay um I think that might be Mm something that you know we can look into perhaps yeah that, and that's why i wanted to come on this podcast i wanted to learn um i wanted to uh listen and that was as good of an idea as i've heard in a long time um we just have this kind of just generality a lot of generalities when we're doing these kind of things when i made the creative player video i was just trying to get to the crux of How to make you know the actual hand yeah the hand motions you have to do on your screen to get but it, you know, having having a picture of a female, um, you know, what if we tapped into like a Victoria's Secret on the one of the pictures, like representing whatever her archetype was um, when she was playing, instead of you know putting a a picture of an MLB player, what if we put the render that she had when she was playing? Yeah. Um, shout out to e- Evoc, by the way. Um, that's my code names partner. Um, but so yeah, that I mean. I'm just glad I'm here. That's why I wanted to come on. And uh, yeah, thank you for that idea. We, I definitely want to take that to head office as soon as this is over. I'm, I'm going to try not to while we're talking. You know, I'm trying to be present. But um, well, you got yeah. another hate show representative here for you. <laughs> yeah, that'll hold me to it. Like, I'm not just going to say it. Like, I, I'm, I'm really intrigued by putting more language. Like, hey, you know, this is an all-inclusive league. Make a female player. I know Symmetric has a female player that he runs right now. And the Guren, daughter of his. Guren's got a female. Yeah, Deed Guren's got a female player <laughs> yeah. as well. Uh, and so, yeah, the more the merrier for sure. It, it would help with the 
I think perspective it would help with the, the the outsider's perspective on what what we're doing. It's like whoa, you know, it's a true co-ed league from the users and the players. So the more the merrier. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I know we've talked about this podcast quite a bit, but why do you guys think that it's taken off so well and that it's become the most popular podcast in PBE history? Well, uh, I'll be brutally honest. You guys both have amazing microphones and amazing voices. So I think a <laughs> big huge. part of it, it really is. <laughs> Aesthetically, it's outstanding. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. And also just people see women in PB and they're like, oh my God, that's intriguing. And they want to go listen. And I think that's a big part of it. And I will say that when your first podcast came out, I think I linked it in 19 different Discord servers. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, I mean, we've also, we promote it a lot. I mean, you guys promote a lot. You guys are always tweeting the link when it's out. It gets a lot of retweets and likes and it just gets that interaction and people see it and they're excited for it. They want to listen to what you guys have to say because just like Hummus, a lot of people want to be more informed on the topic. Shout out, my husband didn't want to listen to what we had to say. (laughs) (laughs) But he did listen to it. And look, I know him um, and I can't make him do anything. So he had to listen to it at his own will, on his own volition, not under obligation. Um, And yeah, he enjoyed it. So that's really good. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm, he's hilarious. Hilarious human being. He's stinky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good, good dude for sure. Great family. Um, yeah. Uh, so why why do I think it took off? Um, I think shoes promotion help. People don't typically promote pods like that. They kind of drop it and see what the airwaves think. Um, the idea is different. So I think if if he was posting uh, my podcast in nineteen servers, which has been done so many times. Um, and uh, it's been around for a while, you know, it, it's kind of old, um, you know, this is fresh and, and that it's fresh and he's been promoting it, but also the fact that you're two women in a league with like most, you know, 90% men, I would love to see the numbers, um, but stat guy, where are you at? No, I, I knew something was coming. <laughs> you started saying that. Well, there are 14 of us women, so wow. the rest of them men wow so it's like three and a half percent about yeah because um hey, earlier i said me. five yeah th- that five. was a generous i think <laughs> um, <laughs> five is too much that's insane um match messaged me recently that we're breaking records for activity checks um and uh so the fact that only four we can only i mean I'm, I would like to think there are more out there that it, they're just hard to find because they're just doing their activity check and moving on. Um, but I feel like we have a lot of hard workers when it comes to research on that. So I, I truly am believing that right now. 14 is really low. So the fact that you have two women, three, three and a half percent demographic, um, you know, it's unique. People are interested in, in hearing that it, it, to a lot of people, like, um, it's probably mind boggling. Um, so because of that 3%, they know that like we're, we all see it. We interact with each other. So, um, I think, I think those are, are the reasons why. And, um, yeah, I hope it doesn't stop. I, I want to see it keep going. Yeah, no, it would, um, 
It's great. And like the more that I spend time in the league, someone, um, I don't know, you just kind of are doing your own thing. And um, in our women's chat, we're just like, oh, if you know anybody else, like feel free to add them in. Like, because I don't know everyone. Like, that's just, I don't. Um, and then you kind of, it was a couple of weeks and um, another person popped up and I was just like, oh, hey, do you want an invite to this channel? And they're just like, yeah, that sounds great. Um, one of them said that they had been in sim leagues for about two years and this is the first time, not that she's been acknowledged as a woman, but that she's been asked to like join a chat. Like, so you're thinking, oh, okay, well, that's nice. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so moving away from this, and we will have to uh, probably wrap up within the next 20 minutes um, because I have a baby that will be waking up soon and want to feed. Um, and I'd rather than not be crying on a podcast. Um, there can be a guest. She can get, they can get uh, paid for being yeah. on the podcast. Do I get paid in turn? Anyway, so moving a bit along, as we said at the beginning, it was a perfect time to have you guys on this podcast with the announcement that has been made. Um, so I guess we have, I don't know, the first exclusive interview with you guys. Um, so firstly, I, well, I think it's a really good idea having these conferences and this whole um, set up happening so where did the idea come from for what to like mimic the mlb in pbe with having the conferences like the east and west oh the recent yeah, announcement yeah, yeah so um johnny times two was the commissioner before me you if you watched the world series you saw he won his first championship um you know major congrats to him and obviously well-deserved, uh, an amazing human. If you get to know him on a personal level, which I've been very grateful to be able to, um, just probably one of the best humans we've ever had in the PBE. Um, yeah, it, it, it always had been a discussion since I got into HO. It was like, okay, we got to start thinking about 16. Um, we kind of built the 108-game schedule with 14 teams around the idea of bringing in 16 teams and when you have 16, you start thinking well, the, there's so many things you could do with that. It's such a clean number that we, you know, it just made sense to do, let's just do four divisions. And I know Juos has been a big part of those conversations. Obviously, Shu has been huge on that for a while. Um, but, you know, there is the problem of what happens when you get to 18. 18 is not a very clean number. It's, if you know math, it's not divisible by four. So uh, <laughs> that, that, that will bring its own issues if that arises. But we've already, luckily, we've already established contingency plans when we get to 18. You know, how the league would look, how it would work. Um, it wouldn't be much change. So, yeah, and um, those plans are, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> those plans are. <laughs> Yeah, so the idea was just stemmed from just many seasons of discussing it. So when it came about, it what you know people may have been surprised at the four divisions, um, but you know to me, it, having been behind the curtain for so long, it was just a sigh of relief. Like okay, it's out. People aren't hating it. I'm not getting any threats. Um, so <laughs> that's good progress. And uh, yeah, it's been fun. Um, six. It's just. A lot of people getting together talking about it, but Shu could probably give a, a, a also a good in-depth look at what happened with that. 
Yeah, so when it happened, we the everyone knew we were going to 16. There was a lot of talk in GM chat about how we want to split it up if we wanted to stay in, you know, two leagues with eight teams apiece, or if we wanted to go to four divisions with two divisions per conference. And talk started going on about should we randomize it? Should we base it should we base it off of, you know, power rankings right now, how teams are doing, or should we do it geographically based? And what came of that is I'm sure most of the listeners have heard of is the TARDIS map. And so TARDIS is the D, is the GM of Detroit, and he proposed a new four-division league based off geography, and that's what everyone loved the most. And when everyone was talking about what they wanted to see, it was always geographic map geographic divisions this is what we want so we in ho we took a lot of that into consideration when making the divisions and if you look at them they are geographically assigned so i don't have it in front of me right now but we do have uh the for conversational purposes i'm going to just call it the al and the nl because we haven't named the conferences yet we have the al east and the al west and the nl east and nl west and every eastern team is in the east and every western team is in the west as of right now so that's the biggest thing that it was was just geography well you've answered that question for me (laughs) (laughs) obviously having no idea of physical locations um but yeah no we were gonna ask about how the conferences were split or if it was just geographically based which that is cool so um what will all-star games look like all-star games so it's still gonna be Hmm. i get conference one versus conference two al versus nl whatever you want to call it because we don't have the official names yet but it'll just be you know the eight and i don't have the new lists in front of me but it'll be the teams from one conference versus the teams uh, against the other conference and another change we have is playoffs Right now, it's just based off seeding one through six. And with these new conferences, we're going to have teams ranked one through four per conference. And we're going to have a true World Series where the winner of the Eastern Division, or excuse me, of the AL Conference is going to play the winner of the NL Conference. Oh, yeah. And does this mean that there'll be double awards or one set for each conference? Or how is that going to work? That is the plan, is we want to have double awards. So, you know, the big ones, MVP, Pitcher of the Year, Reliever of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Silver Sluggers, and Gold Gloves. We're going to double it all. So there will be one per conference. And that's huge for retention because if there are more awards, more people are bought in. You know, a couple seasons ago, the only person that would ever win an award in left field was Elliot Lefave, which is Evox player. So if you were a left fielder, you're like, yeah, I'm excited for the season. Let's make a playoff push. I'm not making any, I'm not winning any awards. And now since there are double awards, people are going to be able to, you know, fight for that and follow it more closely. And my vision is that people will be more involved in the index, which will make PTs and JPTs easier, especially when writing about things like the last PT, which was the all-star game snub. So people will just be able to figure out and understand statistics and what's going on around the league more in depth. Yeah, that probably will make it easier. Honestly, last PT was one of the hardest that I've had to write. That's the, so we can use affiliate PTs and ISFL. So like if I write my PC and ISFL, I can just link that for my PBE one. That is the first time in over a year of me doing PTs that I have written the ISFL one and linked it to the PBE as opposed oh. to vice versa. <laughs> That's interesting. That was actually one of the easier ones I've ever done. Um, it, the demons are finally good. Um, 
my my demons. I, I freaking love that team. Uh, this offseason is going to be really sad because my player my player is aging, and I'm not in the plans, which makes sense. You know, you have a bunch of players the same age. Why keep this old man um, <laughs> around a bunch of young kids trying to make it uh, when when you have to make decisions on cap space? You'd rather keep someone that is going to progress as opposed to someone who's not, who's going to actually get worse by default. So, um, you know, that's going to be really sad. We've, we've created kind of a little bit of a movement together um, to kind of dr- draw more attention to our organization. It was in shambles, honestly, um, a few seasons ago right around when Super Tardis took over. Uh, the first season the Demons existed was season 18, and they made the playoffs. And then after that, we haven't made the playoffs since. So um, it's been a long time. And in those seasons that we've been really bad and uh, players leaving. And so we wanted to kind of change the culture. So there was a player who I know has been putting in a lot of work out of our bullpen, Tim Galvin, who has had a pretty good year, has made, in my opinion, our starting rotation stronger, having a player like that behind us. Um, And so, I I was kind of hurt to see him miss the all-star game. I think it was his time and it wasn't yet. So um, it was easy for me to just get that, you know, talk about how his season's going um, and our season as a team. So uh, yeah, that was a really fun one. I want to see, I I think I helped give that idea to Stag. Um, I think he, we were talking, Oh yeah. Fun, fun fact. We were actually talking about it in demons locker room. He was like asking us, Hey guys, what do you think I should do for the next PT? And I forgot who, and I should probably look it up while someone else talks after me. But yeah, someone had the idea, and then boom, that became the PT. So I'm glad it was hard, um, and I'm, and I'm glad it came out of Detroit. That makes me happy because that's kind of the point. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want to to make your player better, you, you know, you should put in a, a little work uh, to emerge yourself into the um, to the world that we live that we play in. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it was hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> Good. I like hearing that. Yeah. I hope that other, the, the future PTs become, and, and as long as they're league related, like I don't want something that's difficult that's not league related, that would be bad. Yeah. But if it's difficult and it's relevant to the league, that's that's a W yeah. for sure. So this conference scene, does it allow for, you like, does it allow for growth? Was it developed with long-term in mind or like, is it just going to make that transition smoother as we do get bigger? Um, so we have it as, what was the question? If we get bigger, is that going to be an issue because we're at 16? Yeah. So because it's so evenly split, what happens when we do need to get bigger? Like, do you just introduce four teams at once or do you just like, <laughs> does that so allow I, for that's, growth? Um, and that's part of like what I want to end with tonight. That I have a question I want to ask you three, um, that it kind of relates to that question. Um, I, to me, it's, it's kind of just getting in, in the thick of the conversation and seeing what people are saying about it and making sure that, you know, we're, we're making a conscious decision when we make it. Um, you know, the ideas, a couple of ideas been thrown around your idea, Ems, that you just mentioned, maybe we just bring in four teams. Um, you know, that's, that's one idea. Another idea we've heard is, you know, have the, the, nine teams in each conference so one division with five in each conference and one division with four and make the scheduling so that 
it, the scheduling doesn't revolve around your division in any way like we do now. Um, I think, what is it, 12, 10, and 4 or something? Um, stat guy can fact check me. But the, it, it, it means something to be in your division right now. So you play the most games against your immediate division, the second most against the other division in your conference, and then the least amount against teams in the other conference, the eight other teams. Um, so what we would do then is to have the games matter where you play the most against the, the eight other teams in your conference was nine of you um, and not care about the division when scheduling and then do the same thing for each conference. And so, um, and make the playoff appearances just strictly the best teams in each conference and then wait till we get back to a number divisible by four. And then we can go back to, okay, division winners advance and not just best record in the conference, it's division winners guarantee in, and then the the next two or three best teams in each conference. Um, it's there's a lot of ways to handle it, and luckily I'm such a sports nut. Like you, Ems, I think I've heard you talk about, I think on the first podcast how Simo is a sports nut, yeah. uh, and I think that's why I was always so drawn to Simo because I'm exactly the same <laughs> way. And I've always played franchise mode in every game I've always owned, every video game. So uh, none of this would be kind of new to me. Um, It's just kind of now being able to flex knowledge of things I've been, you know, useless knowledge I've been gaining my whole life. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, no, that's sad. It was just the question of it allows for growth. So that's great. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, we probably will have to wrap up. Um, We... We'll have to, unfortunately, uh, which not unfortunately, because it has been a great chat, um, skip over our recaps. But I just do want to draw attention to um, Bad and Bean, the player of the game in the Miners All Star. So (laughs) you are acing this baseball gig. (laughs) Um, So that is great to see. Um, Obviously, the West won minors recap the east won the majors recap but that was a close game so all good um we don't really don't really have time to go into players and whatever else we were asked two questions that i do need to respond to because if not my husband said he <laughs> won't listen to it uh, blow pop you asked if humpty dumpty was an egg what species would he be etc um no idea but interestingly enough it suggested that humpty dumpty is actually a cannon in war times. So that kind of makes sense. So even Charles the first being thrown off of his uh, metaphorical seat um, and not being able to be put back into that position by his parliament. Um, and the second one was the tongue twister of how much could woodchuck chuck. Um, and researchers at Cornwall <laughs> determined that a woodchuck could chuck about 700 pounds. So there you go. <laughs> we will answer your questions. <laughs> We, we got them covered. <laughs> anyway, um, my baby is crying, so I'm going to have to um, wrap this up. crying's a stretch. Um, he's, I can hear him talking to himself. By him talking, I mean <laughs> cooing because he's three months. Um, so I am going to have to go. It has been an awesome time chatting with all of you guys. And um, yeah, thank you guys so much for joining. We really no, appreciate it. Of course, it. thank you guys for having us. I mean, it's most popular PB podcast ever. Like I said, it's an honor. Yeah, that's it's great to be able to um, be a part of be a part of it too, and you know mm. that it is so appreciated around PBE. 
Anyway, um, well, I know it's Thank all you. evening for you guys, so enjoy the rest of your night. And um, Thank, yeah, we will... I appreciate. It. No, I'm very grateful. I'm just honored, as like she said, it um, best idea. Shout out to your baby uh, for being a trooper through this. <laughs> I just I want to end by saying guest appearance. Yeah, and for making <laughs> making a guest appearance, uh, you know, blessing us with his presence. I can hear him now, but. <laughs> I, I will. I will say my biggest fear. I wanted to end with is that that we will, that H O is an echo chamber of of each other, and so that's why I'm glad you invited me on this podcast because trying. I, I want to do my best to keep branching out. That sounds great. Anyway, see you all next time. Bye. Have a good one. Woo. Bye, guys.